tonight on The Goblin's Corner. We're interviewing Ali Khamse. That's how we roll. 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 Welcome to the Goblin's Corner. My name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And tonight we're interviewing Ali Khamse. That's right. Ali is a writer, director, 1960s movie lover, and occasional actor. He is the man behind AK88 Studios, one half of Yasp podcast, and the host of The Last Thoughts of a Busy Mind as well as various other projects. He also loves World of Darkness, and he's here to talk with us today. Ali, thanks so much for joining us. Well, uh, thank you for having me. Anytime. Uh, You are in Iran, correct? Yes, that is correct. I am in Iran. Um, In the the city of Tehran, if you want more specifically. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) All right, well. We're interviewing, so obviously we have some questions and we're interested in tonight. First off, tell us a little bit about yourself and any projects that you're currently working on. Uh, well, as you put it uh, graciously, I'm a writer, director, occasional actor. I- I'm not a good one, but you know, if you need a guy that looks like me, I can give you the guy that looks like me. So... <laughs> Uh, my main area. Way. Oh, <laughs> we're we're all three typecast. Unfortunately, yes. we've got the big guy, the bald guy, <laughs> that has to out with the bearded guy. That's how it works. Yeah. Yes. Um, my main area of expertise is writing. I'm first and foremost a writer, and I, after that, I I am a director. But generally, I've studied cinema. I love movies. Movies comprise a whole bunch of my life, including hobby and career. But beside that, I also just love fiction and uh, storytelling as a whole. Uh, I have a bunch of projects, as you've mentioned. Uh, The Last Words of a Busy Mind is a personal podcast. It's just me talking for 20 minutes. And... (laughs) Uh, Yasp is more nerd-centric. Uh, it's me and my friend Ami Reza, and we talk about uh, basically each episode is either on a TV show or on a video game, like we talked about Over the Garden Wall fairly recently, the Cartoon Network miniseries, which I highly recommend, by the way, if you haven't seen it. I and think, uh, I think I've, either of us seen that. Have you no, seen it? I have not. Interesting. Yeah, we'll have to check oh. that out. It definitely it's it's 10 episodes it's not long it's just it's but it's great and uh, AK88 Studios is my um, pretend movie company name but it's also my YouTube channel uh, I posted a bunch of videos last year and I actually I'm trying to uh, sort of start it back up i've had a year-long hiatus working on some other stuff working on a documentary on musicals and uh stuff like that so i'm trying to bring it back and i actually uh as i'm speaking um i'm editing the video that is going to be the sort of the comeback so you've got a lot of irons in the fire ali (laughs) you're doing you're doing multiple different projects Yes, uh, that's the uh, good thing and the bad thing about quarantine. I'm stuck at home and all of the projects that were on the back burner, they're, they're coming back. <laughs> and 
sadly because I'm quite young, despite how I look, uh, I'm actually not vaccinated yet. It's it's a long time before it reaches the people in my age group. Interestingly enough, uh, the quarantine is the reason we started this podcast. So, uh, oh, I we we understand having nothing to do with projects and stuff. We were in uh, fact I, I, yeah. just starting to record our one year anniversary podcast. That's right. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. congratulations on one year. I, I know how hard it is and how taxing it is. So I you have you have a big old congratulations for me. We haven't Thank killed you. each other yet, so it's true. <laughs> that that's the that's the biggest accomplishment because so, so I've gotta ask because uh, you mentioned 1960s movies are some of your favorites. Like, what is a specific yes. movie that you love from the 1960s? Well, uh, my favorite movie of all time is The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly from 1966. My man, that's uh, oh, that that is a I I am I'm a huge fan of spaghetti westerns. So I love The Good and the Bad, The Ugly, Fistful of Dollars, Few Dollars More, all those. Hang 'em high. Ah, uh, Wild West Silence is a great one. Uh, and uh, basically, I think 1960s as a general was a very interesting idea. I often uh, say this to people that in 1964, the top four movies of the box office were My Fair Lady, Mary Poppins, Doctor Strangelove, A Fistful of Dollars. <laughs> and the variety of movies that people went to see, like they were saying, okay, let's watch Rex Harrison singing a musical, and then let's go watch Clint Eastwood kill a bunch of people. So it's one of those things that wasn't really repeated in cinema history, in my opinion, until the 1980s. But that's because the whole home video, um, sure. I don't want to say invasion, but uh, revolution. <laughs> invasion works too. That's very interesting. I've never, yeah, I never really thought about that. That's... Me either. I didn't realize Dr. Strangelove was that high up the chart. Yeah, it's it's a odd movie to say the least. First yes. of all, I don't think anyone would even imagine it's a Stanley Kubrick movie. Like when I think of Stanley Kubrick, I don't think Doctor Strangelove. I think Shining or Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey. But this is, in my opinion, one of his best movies. And it is actually just, the movie I think of when I think of Stanley Kubrick movies, but that's just probably because oh. of the circles I run in. One of, one of our friends, <laughs> that is his movie that he watches all the oh. time. Yeah. So. Well, your friend has a great taste because that is a great movie. Fair enough. Uh, to, this, uh, to this day, I, it's one of those movies, much like the Monty Python movies that I quote just offhandedly, like, you can fight here. This is the war room. Right. <laughs> So obviously, movies are a big thing for you, uh, and we—you mentioned that you also have some interest in TTRPGs, so tabletop games, and World of Darkness specifically. Uh, yes, uh, to be honest, uh, my introduction to tabletop RPGs was to a terrible movie called Mazes and Monsters. I was <laughs> looking to Tom Hanks's filmography and saw it, and that's a terrible movie. But are, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no dissension from me on that one. That is a bad movie. Yeah, uh, but that's the first time I ever heard of Dungeons and Dragons. I uh, just so you know, I I live in Iran, so it's it's not sure. like it's a 
common occurrence here. So that was the first time I ever heard of like this concept and I read into it. I read the monster manual for second edition, I think, which is I know now is an odd choice because why why would why would you do that? But <laughs> some of us had to uh, grow up and, and read those. Right. We're, we're from that time why, frame. Why would you do that? Just look behind Matt at the bottom there. You see nothing but second edition manuals over there. Well, uh when I when I started reading them, I think uh Five fifth edition was out. Like, oh yeah, yeah. So it, it for me it was odd to <laughs> go and read that, but um, I, that was the first time I learned of it, and it's such a amazing concept. Uh, I think Dan Harmon says it kind of good that it's literally like an RPG, but all the other players are people. And the computer that runs it is the mind of another human being. So it can take wild turns that you don't expect. But uh, and I know this might be sacrilegious for many people, and I'm sorry. I, I Dungeons & Dragons didn't really hook me uh, because uh, as much as I love fantasy, I, I love vampires even more. And so when <laughs> I learned that there was a vampire version of that, I said, oh, I, I need to read that up. And World of Darkness, I did more uh, research into. I actually read the rule books. I actually, I, I haven't been in a game of it yet, but I'm ready to just drop in right we'll, now. We'll get you in a game. Don't we'll worry. Figure it out. Oh yeah, we've been me, Matt and I've been talking about running a uh, a World of Darkness game at some well, Chronicles of Darkness, I guess, with the new stuff. And uh, there's a couple classes I want to play. Like I definitely want to play a Sin Eaters campaign. I want to play a Beast campaign, oh. and then I think that's, just old school vampires, man, vampires against werewolves, creatures of the yeah, night. You can't, you can't mess with a classic like that. <laughs> and. Uh, just, just as a mention of again, 1960s. One of the reasons I love vampires is Christopher Lee, and his portrayal of Dracula. Sure. I think he was Dracula, even though if the movies wasn't really the best. <laughs> yeah, our taste in movies are very similar. I uh, now my 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 flavor obviously is the giant kaiju, but the 1960s were a wonderful time for giant monsters. There was, I think. Them was in the 50s, but there was also, of course, the Godzillas, as I, as I gesture once again behind my my co-host here. Uh, also, there was the Blob. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, Steve McQueen. Yeah. Yes. And then in the 70s, I think, is when, uh, was it the 70s or 60s, when The Thing came out, John Carpenter's The Thing, which is another good horror uh, movie. It's, it's 80s. It's is that the 80s? Oh, yeah, that's early 80s. Because it? it had... Uh, yeah. Um, Chris, uh, the, the original The Thing, though, came out in 1950s, I think. I, I might be mistaken mm-hmm. on that. Don't quote me on that. I believe but, you're right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, 1960s was more... Uh, William Castle and Roger Corman stuff that were very popular alongside Hammer Horror films, which had Gorgon, and a, a favorite movie of mine, again, starring Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. Nice. Nice. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever considered combining your interests of filmmaking and uh, TTRPGs or 
World of Darkness in particular? Uh, to be honest, yes. Uh, but, and again, this is me going off on a tangent. I'm sorry for that, but I don't know if you've seen it or not. The Dungeons and Dragons movie that starred Jeremy Irons. Yes. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> I, I'm sorry that you and, had to go through and the... And Dalimar. With his with his delightful what he had like blue lips, yes, yeah. blue lipstick yeah. for some reason. Because uh, he was cold. Jeremy Irons, yeah, uh, Jeremy Irons is my favorite actor of all time. I actually have a portrait of him on the wall right now. I I can't really show it because it's on the other side, but uh, I love the man. And I saw that movie, and uh, again I laughed, but. I don't think they meant for me to laugh. <laughs> so I'm always cautious about uh, basing a movie off of TTRPGs because I think I don't. I know that movie did it wrong, but I still haven't figured out a way to do it right. Especially since actually the World of Darkness had a TV show called The Kindred, which I don't know if you've seen it or not. You know, I actually didn't know that. Oh, I knew it, but I hadn't gotten around to watching it. I, I take it it was not well received. It, uh, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, disgustingly bad. Like, so can uh, I hate watch it? Is that something that uh, I would enjoy just hating on it? I mean, it's not that. It's mostly boring, which I think is the worst scene a piece of media can commit. It's very boring, and uh, <laughs> so. I think the World of Darkness is a world that has a lot of potential for a great story to come out of it, which was the case for Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, which I think is a great game. Sure. But the the thing I think we need to understand is that the, it's the world that's the star, not the classes or the um, tribes, basically. It's, it's, it's the world that they create. Uh, I oftentimes uh, compare it to early Universal crossover movies like 1940s House of Dracula or House of Frankenstein. I think it's that world, but instead of a house, it's the world of Dracula. Like, the world needs to be at the center stage. But as I said, I haven't figured out a plan for it yet. This is a good point because a lot of the, well, any of the D&D movies, which I'm interested to see the new one that's coming up, See how bad that is, but a lot of a lot of A list actors in that too, guys. That doesn't mean it can't be awful. Fair enough. But yeah. one of the things that we say a lot on this show is when it comes to like storytelling, make it about relationships, and also when you're talking about world building, make people give a damn about the world. Right. And so that's the problem with some of like again the D and D movies, right? Like I love D and D, but those movies were god awful, and it's because we didn't care about the characters at all. Right. They could have lived or died, didn't matter. We didn't care about the world much. And it was it it, it could have had a it had a lot of potential, but it could have been so much more. And I mean, for a lot of a lot of the problems is it was rushed, right? It's yeah. let's let's show as much as we can with as little narrative reason as possible. There was I'm sure there was stuff like budget constraints and sure. all the other factors that you have to think about when you're making a movie. So for those of you who enjoyed uh, actually, the movie. Uh, 
yeah, the story behind making the movie is kind of a tragic one. I don't know how much you know, but the guy who directed it uh, wanted to just produce it. He ha- he bought the right to the D&D IP like when he was 17, and he wanted to just produce it, but he was forced to direct it, and it was his directional debut, so he didn't know what, what he was, he was doing. He wanted, yeah, he wanted Francis Ford Coppola to direct it. Wow. Well, that's uh, bold. That that is bold. I mean, I'd want him to direct yeah. it too. I mean, God, what would have happened if that had actually occurred, folks? Yeah, Think that's of, got some I, amazing potential. Oh God, if only Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick would be good too. I'm just saying. Yeah, that would be a very different movie. Well, that explains a lot more now. Yeah, now I didn't know about that either. That's that's really cool to think about. Well, what could have yeah. been. Actually, my my best uh, version of a D&D movie, I think, needs to have a crazy director behind it. I think David Cronenberg would make a perfect one because he's the only one who can make something like a gelatinous cube come to life. Yes. I would also say that there is definitely going to be some incursions from alternate dimensions in, in that movie. Perhaps some uh, Far Realm shenanigans? Yeah. I think Peter Jackson could probably do a decent job with one. I would say, yeah, he could probably do that as well. Yeah. Yeah, he he makes it more epic. Cronenberg, I think, makes it more uh, horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, Fair enough. So White Wolf is known for putting out specific city source books like Seattle by Night. Have you ever considered maybe writing up, since you do write, uh, one of the major cities from your era, such as a source book? Well, uh, actually... uh, to be honest, uh, I I've had like fantasies of writing a, a sort of a, a one shot like that. What would happen in the world of darkness, but in Middle East instead of the so West Tehran and, by night type yeah. thing? A, yeah, but uh, there's actually the na- it's the name of a book called the terrifying Tehran. I think that that's a great title and. I think it can work because there is a lot of um, oddities in Iran and in Tehran. Uh, for example, the there is the sort of a, I don't know how to explain it well, but there are neighborhoods in Tehran which are very old world, like they were made 100 years ago, 200 years ago, and they have that uh, sort of sense of nobility, like, oh, this is where the elite used to live and then there is the more modern ones that were made like pre-revolution during the era of the Shah of Iran and they they look like um, okay this is not a good comparison but many of them look like uh, Soviet Eastern Bloc buildings and so it's like this is the middle class very brutalist type architecture stuff like that concrete slabs yeah yes there are a lot of them (laughs) and then there are like modern ones that were made uh, post-revolution and they are just a mess of different architecture. So I think putting them and uh, bringing out like the different styles of vampires among them. I'm sorry, I, I know World of Darkness has more than vampires, but vampires are my favorite monsters. So I'm, sure. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to go with vampires. Sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Uh, and so bringing all these different kinds of vampires like the old noble ones that remember a time 
that uh, things weren't this uh, out in the open because Iran has this uh, sort of a mysticism to it too. You can't trust anyone. So it, we're basically living in a masquerade. So they, they try to cling to it while the more modern ones want to just have fun and don't see it as that big of a deal to keep on the masquerade. It would also be interesting to incorporate some of the cultural mythologies and superstitions of the Middle East as well, which, you know, one of the great things that we're seeing now in games is it's not just a Western perspective in terms of, you know, supernatural creatures and stuff. And granted, it's coming from two white guys, but, you know, we're seeing a lot more stuff coming from from the East. We're seeing a lot of stuff coming from like the Afrofuturistic stuff. We're seeing, you know, just all different cultures starting to come in and start writing games. And it's a great time to be a gamer because, hey, not only are you going to get a great game, you're going to get a change of perspective as well. Yeah. And it's it's great to see cultures presented by those cultures. Yeah. As opposed to from a Western lens of, oh, this is completely ridiculous versus, you know, this is how it, this is what it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there is this thing that one of my uh, teachers, uh, my script writing teacher used to tell me, and feel free to cut it out. It's a bit of a pseudo-political statement, but he says the biggest problem that Iran has is that it's stuck between Iraq, an uh, Arabic country uh, uh, populated uh, not recently, but mostly by ISIS, and Afghanistan, which is a Afghan country, sadly, fairly recently conquered by Taliban, and Iran is Iran is stuck in the middle of them and is trying to say, I am like neither of them. I am not ISIS. I am not Taliban. I'm my own thing, but, you know, I'm between them. <laughs> so I, at least I know for many people it's, it's just a big, like, slap because, to be honest, for many of Iranians, uh, me included when I was younger, most of uh, America uh, America was like one big state. Like I didn't know there were different states with different cultural backgrounds and different ethnicities. I was like, oh, America is just like, you know, uh, Bill Clinton. Like all of it is just Bill Clinton. <laughs> sure. It's a country full of middle-aged white guys. That's the whole country. Yes. I mean, uh, no, I get it. You only... You only know what you see yeah. and what you're taught. And this is why, again, people creating games, people talking, just like we're doing now, kind of breaches that, I guess, ignorance, really. Yeah. People but, don't but know you, what they don't know. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, all around the world, people are people. Governments are where everything yes. goes wrong. Human beings want to have a good meal, get laid occasionally, and have a good time with their friends. Generally speaking, to to quote a great man, all around the world, the same song, just the same old song. Fair. <laughs> all right, so we wouldn't be the Goblin's Corner without a question of the week. Matt, do you got a, a question a week for Ali? Sure. I'm I'm gonna go with the vampire. Qu- I was gonna you know open the whole thing, but I think we've we've clearly established a pattern here. He's a vampire fan. Th- yes. Do it. So, if you were a member of one of the clans. Which clan do you think you would be a member of? 
Well, I want to say Giovanni, but the matter of the fact is I'm Toriador. Like, <laughs> I know I would be Toriador. I would be that asshole in the nightclub sitting like, oh, yeah, this is great song. And like criticizing modern art while, <laughs> I don't know, having like uh, orgies and all of that, because that is basically Toriador life. And... Uh, <laughs> I mean, there are worse slaves to have, let's be honest. Sorting hat picked him yeah. right yeah. off the bat is what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Boom, Rose. There you go. What would you be, Matt? Oh, that's a tough call. I'd be a werebear. So gangrel? <laughs> oh, no, if we're talking vampire? <laughs> um, Once upon a time, I used to say I would clearly be a Malkavian. I think at this point, Ravnos. Tremere. Shocking. I know. Or or Malkavian. A little bit of both, really. Uh, I, I actually chose Tremere when I was playing the Masquerade Bloodline, the video game. I was part of a Tremere clan. <laughs> and I didn't know the ending was unique to Tremere clan. I thought everyone has that ending, but <laughs> apparently no. The blood ritual is only for uh, oh. Tremere's. Yes. I mean, you could make it for others as well if you wanted not in the video game oh it's a good point no yeah. not in the video game yeah yeah and uh i i just hope nobody feels like they want to be a nosferatu well ali where can we find some more of your work uh well you can find it uh, on youtube on ak88 studios uh you can find it on my own personal youtube channel where i publish episodes of the last thoughts of a busy mind i have a I publish them on Anchor, and so you can find it on your favorite podcast platform of choice. But uh, I also do it on YouTube. If you if you're already on YouTube, just pop over there. It's just um, a picture of the thumbnail. It's nothing there, sure. <laughs> but they are there. And I actually put a bunch of old projects there too. If you like to see, I put my movie debut on there, which is a 70 minute mess in Persian <laughs> and it's about Hammer Horror film so you can find it there and for Yas you can find it on your uh, podcast platform of choice it's Y-A-S-B short for yet another shitty podcast Ali Hamsa is a writer, director and so much more. Check out the last thoughts of a busy mind. Ali, thanks so much for being on the show Thank you for having me I, I had a great time. I hope I, I managed to gave you as much fun as you gave me. Did you like this interview? Write to us, info at goblinscorner.com, or you can reach me, eric at goblinscorner.com, or me, matt at goblinscorner.com. We're on all of the things. Let's talk about a couple of these things that we're on. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, Twitch as Goblins Corner, and Instagram as The Goblins Corner. Do you like our show? Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite player, YouTube, or Twitch. Click on five stars. Give us a review on iTunes, Podchaser, and YouTube. You know, click, subscribe, do all of the YouTube stuff. Feed the hungry algorithm like the ravenous vampires that we are. Indeed. That's all the time we have for tonight. Once again, my name is Eric. And I'm Matt. We'll see you next time. Good night, folks. The Goblin's Corner is written and produced by Eric Holden and Matt Staples. 
The music is by the Mighty D20. This has been a Subterranean production.